1: Leia Healthcare. It's good to live. Proud sponsor of the Real Health Podcast with Carl Henry.
2: Welcome to the Real Health Podcast with me, Carl Henry. In today's episode, I'm joined in studio by mental fitness expert, author, and corporate coach Neil O'Brien, and TV presenter, author and architect. Dermot Bannon. Folks, thank you so much for joining me in studio.
1: Thank you. you.
0: How's your weekend? Very good. Yeah, weather helps, I think, but uh, yeah, it's nice and simple and relaxed for a change. Relax is good.
1: There's a nice relaxed
2: vibe in studio. The last few minutes we've been spending relaxing people, including me. I'm a little bit nervous. Dermot Bannon in front of me in studio here. (laughs) Including you. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Neil, I'm going to start with you. Talk yes. to us uh, a little bit about what you do. I know we've done some work together. I think if I was to introduce you to a, a, a crowd like mm. I am now, I would call you a mental fitness coach. Yes. Would that be a yes, fair, a fair on, description?
0: Yeah. yeah, so I work in the area of mental health and well-being, and I try and take a fitness approach to it if I can. So that's to try and make it... Almost as practical and as measurable and as predictable maybe as physical fitness is. So so physical fitness is, you know, you, you get measured, you do a program, you get measured and you're fitter. The only re- reason you're not fit is you weren't doing your stuff or, you you know, you didn't eat the right thing. So I, tr- I tr- always try that approach. With mental health and mental well-being, is let's come up with can we measure it?
2: Because it can be quite vague. If you read and yeah. I look, I read uh, everything about health all the time. The mindfulness component is there. You read lots about mental health, and it's all very there isn't. There's very little to measure there for people. So I think measuring is a key is a key tool.
0: Well, I think so because then I feel that somebody feels they can see that they're getting somewhere. And also, you you just there na- named three or four different things like in one breath. And I think that's, in a way, is part of the problem with with mental health and mental well-being, is that people try a little bit of everything, you know, r- rather than perhaps focusing just on doing one thing really well. Um, oh, oh, well, actually, OK, I'm going to go slightly beyond that and say there are four things that maybe people could focus on and doing really well. But I'd rather we do one thing really well and really basic, you know, and really simple and go from there rather than trying the latest thing, okay, so if people month.
2: are listening in um what should they be measuring let's let's make it simple
0: yeah well the There's three ways I would measure somebody's mental fitness. When I meet a client for the first time in a one to one, I've never met them before. Obviously, they're a stranger, more or less. So we're just sitting down, having a chat. There's three areas that I would focus on during that first meeting. And the first one is like mood management. How's their mood been lately? The second one then will be habit management. What's their habit and discipline like? And the third area then is is uh, resilience and recovery, because you can do the first two and get on great. And you can still have the rug pulled from under you, you know. So so how how do you cope with setbacks and disappointments and stuff like that? So there are kind of the three areas that I focus on. Somebody's mood, their habits and discipline Now, without being miserable, of course, <laughs> and uh, and then Actually, what we might come back to this in a moment, what, what resilience actually is. I've yeah. discovered what it actually is compared to a lot of other people working in my area. Now, when you look at those three areas, though, if you pushed me hard on it and said, what's the most important one, it probably is, I'm afraid, Habit, discipline, structure, routine. I think that's of the three, that's probably the one. And creating a a, creating
2: a routine that works for you, creating a routine that's positive and creating a routine that has a really positive impact on your on your physical and your mental health.
0: Yes. And by the way, creating a routine that's easy to do. That's well. the thing people miss, isn't it? Yeah, I, th- I think uh, I meet clients, we get together and we start working and they feel great. So I, I had a client recently, said she, she felt so amazing that she's decided she's going to run a 5K, learn German and write a book. You know, she's going, to, <laughs> she's going to do everything now in the next two weeks. And while it's wonderful that she would feel that and think that, that's actually the wrong way to start, well, what's the expression? A good start is half the battle. Well, I've learned that a good start creates loads of battles. So I would rather that we start really, really small and really, really basic. Now, And, and the, the point of this would be that uh, if, if it tends to be that we inject a tiny piece of discipline anywhere into our work and life, we start to become disciplined in other areas then, whereas I think the mistake a lot of people make is try and be disciplined about everything, you know, this week, because the sun is shining, I feel amazing. And so I'm going to be disciplined and are, about everything. But, but And it's the, actually, all or, the
2: all or nothing approach, which applies to every aspect of health. You know, it does, we, we see yeah, it in, the, in the, the personal training industry pretty much all the time. It's January, it's, it's, it's the New Year's resolution, the seven days a week, it's not eating exactly. anything, and it's just like, it's it lasts about
0: three weeks. Exactly. So I knew, sorry now, Carl, to have to mention this, But you asked for it, so here you go. So I (laughs) I actually recommend my clients don't join a gym in January, (laughs) right? I I recommend that we let's devote January and early February to mood management. Let's like look at your mood and all of that stuff first. And then when you're in a better mood or a stronger mood, look what you have now. You have habits, discipline, structure and all that is available to you more because of your mood. So let's do the mood stuff. So coming back to the four things. So these four areas of discipline apparently determine all other areas of discipline. So these are the key four ones. Now most people would guess the first three, but here goes. So the first three are, are move, eat, rest. But the fourth one is tidy and being a bit more tidy and a bit more oh, organised. Yeah. So being a bit more tidy, a bit more organised, we now know is as good for your mental health as physical exercise is. Because if you spend, now remember, we're starting small, right? Small and practical. If you spend 15 minutes just tidying something, putting a bit of order on something, you will feel as good after that mentally as if you did 15 minutes of exercise. Okay, so
2: there's an endorphin release from being in a calm environment, being whether if you're listening in your car, if you're listening on the bus, if you're listening in work at your desk and you look around you, and if you're surrounded by clutter and surrounded by, you know, the bins overflowing and the piles of papers and books and clothes on the floor that, you know, that has a negative impact. And by just kind of just cleaning that up in spring cleaning. Exactly. That all of a sudden you've got an endorphin rush and that, that impacts everything else in your life. Exactly.
0: Now, the trick now, perhaps, and this might be where we start, we tiptoe into discipline and habit is, is plan something a bit tricky for the moment after you've tidied. So tidy tidy is the first step. Yeah, so tidy the car, tidy tidy the room, tidy the kitchen, just tidy a place, right? Even five or ten minutes. Now, as soon as you've that done, more or less, without being now obsessive compulsive about it, um, you now have that endorphin rush. So now could we just apply that to something then? So maybe now we could apply that in the next moment to a phone call we've been avoiding or going for that walk I've been avoiding, even though it's raining or, you know, so so what's what's that small extra little bit of there's no other word for this really other than just a bit of toughness, but toughness in a good way, not beating ourselves up, but that little bit of kind of like I would sum up all my work, all of it on one T-shirt, which would be the ability to do what we don't want to do.
2: Yes, yeah, so it's tackling your fear almost, which is I'm afraid to make that phone call or send that text or I'm afraid yeah. to jump on the weighing scales or I'm afraid to exactly. try the 5K run. So that exactly. might be, So step two is, I suppose, set yourself up for success. Clean the, clean the area around you, get anywhere you spend time, make that as good as you can. And then from there, that provides the impetus to do something you've been afraid to
0: do. Yeah. Yeah, Or you've been avoiding or you've been dodging just because and maybe it's just because I don't feel strong enough yet. I don't feel confident enough to ask for the day off and work or to have that conversation with my boss. But but as as I've said, after a small bit of the tidying or something, you, you will feel stronger then. So let's not waste that then, on, you know, on something ridiculous. There There's a moment there for us and we won't do it all the time, but it's just, it's just a little bit more often. But but see, people hide then. So we're really good at hiding. So here's here's where people people hide in manic Busyness, you know, uh, I didn't have a minute to ask the boss for the day off for the wedding. You know, so we hide in busyness. We hide in people pleasing. We hide in, in kind of actually, we hide. Sometimes I've clients; they hide in improving. You know, no, getting ready. I'm almost ready now to start the walk. I'm almost. If I just had the right water bottle, or if I just had the right pair of shoes, you watch me. You know, so, so what are we doing really? I think I think we're hiding. A little bit, uh, so so when we got onto such like the topic of resilience, for example, I would define resilience as somebody's ability to do the basics really well. You mm-hmm. see, uh, loads of people in my line of work design resilience, and they use dramatic examples of comeback and recovery from from the void. You know, and in actual fact, what everybody does who recovers from any setback, work, health, life, anything is they get reunited or realigned with with really basic stuff. But that turns out to be genius. If you do the basics really well, long enough and often enough, people start to think you're, you're doing something advanced. They think you're doing something really, th- they want to know your secret.
2: I suppose the basics provide the foundations for exactly. success. And in, in a little while, but it's similar to, I suppose, building a house. It's mm. p- putting the foundations in really well. Yeah. And by setting a really strong foundation uh, in terms of yourself, but also in terms of, and I've heard you talk about this analogy, but I'm going to ask you to to do it again for the people that you surround yourself with. Talk to us about how important the people you go for lunch with are to yes. your mental health.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I, as you know, I travel a lot through organisations, and there are different groups of people who sit together every day. You know, and there's a the, there's a group of people, and and I would describe their mood as kind of the two out of ten mood that you meet, from, and two out of ten mood and people. are are people who are pissed off, but loving it, you know, so they hate their life, hate work, hate Ireland hate television, hate you, hate Dermot Ballin, hate everything, but love talking about it. So that's the two <laughs> out of ten. So they 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 sit with other people of a similar. Now, th- th- there's no single two out of ten person. This is just the moods they're in, but they, they will always go on lunch. So all the twos go on lunch together every day and every group of human. I've, I've checked this internationally, cross culturally. Uh, the twos are together uh, t- every day and the tens. then they sit in the other end like they they never mix. Like when I'm when I and I'm like, we're all two out of ten sometimes. So when I'm pissed off and loving it, I hate anybody who's cheerful. Like the last <laughs> person on a sippy side is somebody who's cheerful or, God forbid, positive. You know, don't, don't give me that. So, but look what the twos then do over lunch. What they do over lunch is they... They support each other, so so they have a lunch break of being right, you know. So being right is the most important thing when you're in that kind of judgmental mode and all that sort of thing. So that, so that's yeah. So these are the these so, are the moods that yeah, take so, over. So
2: if you want to improve your mood, then ideally have lunch with those who are a little bit more positive, a yeah. little bit more optimistic, yeah, a exactly. little bit more. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I, we use it in terms of health. So I would say yeah. to my clients that the. One of the biggest impacts on your health and your waistline and your weight, and your fitness levels are those who you, who you surround yourself with. Yes. And if you go, you know, if, if your friends hang out in the pub all day Saturday, all day Sunday, yes. Well, chances are that's where you're going to hang out. So yeah,
1: but they're probably a 10.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Influence the alcohol. Yeah. But they're they are later on. Life could be any definitely better. a dead Later, yeah. But, you know, inter- <laughs> no, it's true. It's, it is true. It's, and we, I see it all. That's you know, we see it all the time. For my own example of that is, I tried um when I took a marathon running years ago. uh My first marathon was four thirty-five or four thirty-six, I think, and I wanted to break four hours and I couldn't. The second one was four something. The third one was four something. So mm. the goal was to break four hours. So for the fourth one. I went running with people who ran three thirty marathons. Yes, and I trained with them for basically sixteen weeks. So every every week in my training plan, I would run with somebody who ran, you know, a marathon thirty to forty minutes quicker than me. Yes, and then magically, uh, in when I ran Dublin that year, I ran uh, three thirty nine. Yeah. So I surrounded myself with those who achieve something that I wanted to achieve. Yes. And I think for physical health, I think that's really important. I think for mental health, I think that's important too. That if you surround yourself with negativity, exactly. chances are you're going to feel a little bit, you know, you're going to feel that way. Yeah, yourself. and
0: it's, it's difficult to, um, it's difficult to repel that, you know, on your own. All right. I, I call it like your immune system, but it's our immune system to bullshit and our immune system. So there are times when we are, low and, and I just want to say there's nothing wrong with being a two out of ten. You know, we all get well, we fed all up. Like from but, time to time. Yeah. So nobody's doing anything wrong. And you're quite right. I mean, I never smoked. I just never smoked. But when I look back, the fellas I hung around with in school never smoked, you know, and then I was around sports guys and they never smoked. Uh, apparently, if you hang around like, you know, Chinese speaking, you'll speak Chinese. So it, it is it's almost by um, osmosis. But it does raise and you're right that we can model and learn from people who who we think are, are yeah a bit better than us. There's no question of that. that you get dragged along in, in, in their slipstream almost. There isn't even, I would bet, there isn't even a secret you suddenly discover that they're doing better than me. Probably a load of small things maybe. But there is one point, though, in the tens versus twos discussion. And that is, I think it's important for all of us that we have at least one person who, in work that we work with who holds us accountable to be a 10 all the time. They don't let us wallow for too long or too. Now, at times, it'll be a pain in the neck. Yeah, yeah. All right, we need one person at work, and we need at least two people outside work, I think, to hold us accountable, to be our 10 out of 10 selves. And and what I mean by that is, they just don't let us away with stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, if uh, they push
2: you to be the best version of, yeah, and it's pain in the
0: neck a lot of the time, but, yeah, but they're right. Yeah, yeah, they're right. So
2: I think if, if we're going to summarize what we've been chatting about, which, you know, we, we try to do, to do that with every guest that I bring in, um, in terms of mental wellness, first being clean and <laughs> clean the area yeah, around you. People be yeah, surprised yeah. at that one, but I I love that. I'm a firm believer in that one. Yeah. Um, two, then tackle something you've been afraid to do, because that will hold you back. And yeah. then three, surround yourself with the people that potentially you want to be like maybe. Exactly. Or that you want to, you know, not emulate a little bit strong, but surround yourself with a positive network and a healthy network. Yeah. And that those three things will really impact your, your your mental fitness and your mental wellness.
0: Yes with two two extra bits to that would be um, if you're going to start anything, start really small. And secondly never neglect the basics. So, so the base, whatever the basics of good health are for each individual, that, that we, we should know what they are, first of all. And secondly, we never neglect them at our peril. So we don't get distracted by fancy, shiny things, really complicated, clever stuff that other people look like they're doing. It's we, we can't ever neglect the basics. So to keep it really basic all the time, it actually becomes genius then later. Cool. Bannon. God, I'm a two. I'm <laughs>
1: my, my, my car is a mess. My desk is a mess. And I put it down <laughs> to being creative. And I think if I if I tidy this, it means that I'm I'm actually spending too much time on tidying and not being creative. So that's all been thrown out the window now, hasn't you're it? Gonna, you're going home <laughs> no, for no, a no. big
2: spring clean-up. I'm even looking around as we speak, like, God, there's a, there's a rug over there that shouldn't be there and there's a bit of something over there sure. that, that, that shouldn't that be there. None of
1: that bothers me. See, I, I, I sit with piles of papers all around me and books and, and I know where everything is. And it's just when somebody comes in and tries to clean... My desk, then that's why I everything is gone. It, the whole, I, I live in this kind of organized chaos. Organized chaos environment. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Yeah, which I probably should change, shouldn't I?
0: No, but that's, that, I would say that's also though, it's like a mood. It helps you to get into the right mood. Well, do I don't you? know. If I we, think if we put you into a lab, you know. that. Was I spotless. just, I,
1: I sometimes feel these things are a waste of time. That they're, you know, I could be doing something yes. else instead of cleaning. I've always been like that. That yeah. there's, I never, I, I never put any value on the time. I, I do, but I do feel yeah, better. Yeah. Like when I clean my car, I I feel much better. When I do delete the emails, I feel much better. When I do sort out the thing and then kind of... get all your get rid of all your clutter and you do your to-do list i do feel better but right. yeah it, it's just that's the, right. all i'm after <laughs> yeah. all, those three things that's all I'm are you interested. are you
2: one of those people who have like you know four thousand emails on your on your on the, the, the email like the mail icon on your on your phone i
1: have thousand.
2: oh no <laughs> stop well no. <laughs> i'm sure i thinking about uh, yeah,
1: yeah I, I wonder well most of them are because i get copied in um in, in the office because like there, there's I, I, there's seven of us in the the office. There were seven others and me in the office, oh. and I get copied in on every email just to keep myself updated. Really, so, sometimes I read the first line, but I don't actually open it, so I can if I if I know things are so some a lot of stuff I'm copied in on. I don't need to be copied in on, but I like to know yeah. that it's there. It's my yeah. micromanagement, yeah. which is what what I tend to do, which I tend probably which I shouldn't do, but that means I get copied in on every single email, and most of them I don't any of the ones that I need to open I do open. Yes, for anybody who's listening. <laughs> <Slightly before. laughs> 20 oh my god oh, the stress oh no. look everybody i show it to, it's nearly now like a badge of honor like when it, whenever <laughs> people say to me oh my god i've got i've got 150 emails i can't and i just pull out my phone <laughs> and they collapse and i just kind of now i'm i was kind of like um yeah i'm wondering should i try and get it up to thirty thousand? <laughs> <laughs> yeah go for it the biggest yeah. i've, I've
2: seen it. is 47 47 who's that at a client she she had forty-seven thousand five hundred and sixty <laughs> emails and she came in random. She showed me, me the address on her phone that she wanted to aim for. Yeah. And I glanced at it, and I, I nearly lost the will to live. I, could, I just couldn't deal yeah. with the fact that she had. Where is it? Oh God! I I'd lose I'm, sleep if I didn't have like my phone is. I there's never an update, due There's never a text that hasn't been opened. There's never an email. I that geez, hasn't I'm been. about five updates, due. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: I, I don't know. I'm probably still operating on iOS uh, <laughs> four or something like that. Um, but, but that
2: works for you, which I suppose, which is the you know which is the the, the takeaway from that is that look, the you know the tips are great, and but not everyone falls into that bracket where it has to be cleaned and it has to be yeah. cleaned. But, you know... Well, I'm probably I'm
1: a little bit toxic in that way because I get an... Like, what I do and and how I operate, I get an incredible adrenaline rush from. And I love... not Like, this is the time of the year where I'm in between projects. So I'm back uh, kind of full-time in the office, dipping into room to improve. But there's, there's a couple of... There's about three months of room to improve where it's kind of it's all engrossing Mm. and it's it's morning noon and night and i go to sleep thinking about the price. i am it's just and i I adore that part of my life which is probably the wrong thing but when it's it's i don't know there's there is an adrenaline rush from that Mm. where all of the bills are finishing at the one time you've got so many decisions to make but you can—it's like the, the, you're, you're 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 cycling, you're freewheeling this last bit, and the and, and you're incredibly busy. It's twenty like you give up everything—the gym, you just barely eat. You do, but I love it. Look, you can. Yeah, you're looking at me in horror. No, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. But listening to, to you that. though,
2: you can you can hear your and I love to chat to people who are very passionate. Yes, Neil, I've worked with for a long time. I know how passionate yeah. he is about what he does, but you can hear your passion. It may be chaotic, and it may, I'm sure. Burn you out in well, terms of
1: in terms of health. What I'm doing becomes more important than all the stuff around me. So um, and to lose yourself in that is, yeah. is 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 an amazing feeling. And then you know to get to the and and you find like we did one of the projects this year in the snow. And when the whole country shut down and everybody took yeah. a snow day, like <laughs> I was gathering up anybody I could. Look, I can't get builders there. I can't c- get anybody up there. I'm going to go up and do it. And we got it. And and we, we, because we wanted to put it out on air the following week so we, we I was up all weekend we, we cleaned out the house we moved all the furniture in this is in the middle when the whole when, when they were telling you not to leave the house yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. driving around Dublin I was asking shops to open so I could collect light fittings but I was loving it I was kind of it, it was like doing a challenge it was it was <laughs> like yeah, right. it was like doing the it's last obstacle marathon. course of Ireland's fittest family or something but and, and then you get it and, you, and, and it gets to kind of 2 o'clock in the morning the cameras are arriving at 8 the next morning and you sit back and you look at it and you think wow. That's me done. Like, I hate the next day when you have to go in and do the walking around, chatting about it. Oh, yeah. No, I hate that. I hate that part of it. I love the adrenaline rush of getting something done. When it's done, it's done. I don't like to talk about it. I don't like to wallow in my own uh, glory. I don't like to do... I I just like to move on. What's my next thing? And do you get the proud moment of... Never. Really? I get a proud moment at... when, when, When I've placed the last bowl of fruit on the counter, when I've put the last tree into the corner, and I look around just by myself, and I walk away, and I get into the car, and I think about it on the way home. And I'm, pr- that's it. I'm, I, I never watch back. I, I like, I find it awkward do to watch. Do you
2: watch it back at all? actually?
1: I watch it back um, once, and then if there's a repeat on or something, I'll fast forward. Or you know, when you're going through the channels, I'm going quickly, quickly get through it. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I've, I've kind of moved on from it. Then once I do what I have to do on it, mm. I leave it behind. Mm. I don't. Maybe I should be more proud, but I, I find. Working in the media, um, everything is kind of accentuated. So mm-hmm. when, like, if you do something wrong, everybody says, oh, th- you read it on social media, you're really, you've done this, you've done that badly, and, and you, know, you read the comments on Twitter. And you read. But then it, the same goes, if, for, if you do something that's what I think is grand, he's a genius, he's a visionary, what he does with light, <laughs> what he does with this. So what I've tried to do to, to <laughs> kind of keep myself mentally... Okay, in, in all of this, because most people who do fairly big TV programs, like Room to Improve, is kind of now, it's got legs. I don't know how, why, but anyway, mm-hmm. but th- there's a lot of them on it. So there's a few people that, that, you know, you've always got to be, I'm on my own. Well, Lisa, the, the QS. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, so what I do is I don't believe the bad stuff, but I also don't believe the good stuff. And I kind of yeah. try and keep myself somewhere in the middle. And do you yeah. read, so, to, so when the
2: show's on, do you, because I know I do, I say, I, I, yeah. I'm on that hash. I think it's brilliant. I put, I put it's, just, it's, it's, it's funny but do you sit at home
1: yeah. re, re, and read yeah, it? Yeah and I've now got to a stage where so with Twitter and things like that because the first couple of times you read something bad about yourself or somebody mocking you you kind of think but you don't even know me this is awful. so what I've done is I've, I've tried to imagine myself sorry for i'm, I'm gonna put in, in the pub i know yeah. <laughs> you, so that's like a place where people buy drinks <laughs> so um <laughs> what i do is if we were with a group of friends and you were all sitting around and somebody slagged you off and 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 we're kind of cutting but you and everybody laughed including yourself and you thought that was pretty hilarious i try and treat tweet T- tweet t- treat twitter like that that yeah. if somebody mm. if somebody puts up a meme or if somebody says something like that it it might be a bit mocking but is it funny look at it for if they were saying it about somebody else yes. and then if you can divorce and or just treat if my best friend said that to me Mm-hmm. Uh, would I laugh out loud and and actually most of the time you would so then I hit like and I think you know fair dues that's very funny you you can't take it personally they don't know you no. they're not meaning it personally it is a bit of crack it is a bit of banter and you have to divorce yourself from, from just because they don't know you you have to think well they do because you're on Twitter you put yourself into this forum mm-hmm. you join up Twitter you put your name out there yes. you become if you're going to do that then take it for what it is And it, and, and and there's a familiarity on Twitter which is incredible but it can also be if you're the recipient of of of, of one of the bad things, then that you're you you kind of can you can overreact to it, yeah. You know, and you can think, oh, that. that but you know, yeah. so I think which way. So you
2: up, can step back. From, I think mean, I think from people listening in, that's a nice little tip in for on a social media perspective mm. that you can actually just step back from it, yeah, and, and enjoy it. it and for what it is. And one thing you do, which is actually something when I saw it, I copied it, I did it myself. Was you you follow very few people. On Twitter, do and I? I think that's brilliant because I follow. I I was I was following six seven thousand people on Twitter. How and do you follow six or seven correct, thousand? Correct. You people? you get lost mm. in it. You do, yeah. You totally get lost in yeah. it, and then, and since I now have it down to about I think it might be a thousand or twelve hundred something like that now, and it's actually you're using. Twitter as a platform for what it's meant to be because you yeah. you don't have the, your timeline isn't overly flooded it's actually no. there with the content and I can that read, you really want to so read. read. So I
1: can go through my home button and I can read everything everybody that I follow. I don't like I know people categorize uh, who they're following and they, and then they'll go in one day and say I don't if I'm following somebody I want to follow them. I'm and that's that's what I do.
2: Sure. And that's it. That's tip number two is that on social media, you know, follow those who you really want to follow. Don't just follow them because everyone else is or, you know, and make sure they're, they're providing content, which, pulling back to Neil, has a positive impact on um, yeah. what you're yeah. on. Your I, suppose day.
1: I use social. I, know, I use Instagram as well. And I love Instagram because it's pictures and I'm an architect, so I'm not a wordy person. I'm a, I draw mm. um, and I love Instagram. But again, I only follow people that I'm inspired by. So I, I, I don't, um, or friends, the odd friend, you know. Um, but I, most of the time it is. It's it's because then my feed is all, wow, look at that, look at that. It's mm. inspirational. It's yeah, not mm. just clogging. And it drives you forward. Yeah. And I think it's something you, you, you were both talking about earlier on. Like, it, there's so much out there, isn't there? Mm. There's so much information. Mm. And... I think we've kind of gone mindfulness mad a a little bit. And then every Sunday newspaper, every Saturday newspaper has five supplements on mindfulness. And actually, if you are slightly and I can be a slightly stressed person and I can suffer a little bit with anxiety because that's just the nature of who I am. Mm -hmm. And I only really find my groove when I'm really, really busy and I can focus on one thing and I immerse myself in it. That's when I love it. When I step back a bit, I do suffer slightly with anxiety and I find the the kind of barrage of information that's out there, that everybody's getting on it, everybody's kind of you know telling you what to do and what to, and and this app and that app and I I find that almost stressful. You, I think yeah. the complication of, of it stresses. Yeah, is, is and do, is do I know everything? Because yeah, do course. I know everything that I need to know? Yeah. And and it's 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 a bit like it's a bit like homes when you design a home. Like uh, people come in and they've been to the RDS and they've been to an exhibition and they come back with you know 500 brochures and this and you know whereas actually it is it's back to the very basics. You know, mm. don't worry about all that rubbish. Mm-hmm. You know, get some nice light into your house. Mm-hmm. Get some nice, get your spaces working functionally um, and, and, and just keep it plain and simple and then add the stuff of your own life. It is very, very simple rules. And if you follow that, you'll have a great house. Instead of thinking, I need to have that or such and such mm-hmm. as that, you don't. Have and what you, and you want. And it's
2: applying the same to health, which is move a little bit more, eat a little
1: bit better. Yeah, and, just very, you know, very simple things. To,
2: and <laughs> clean a little bit more. I love that yeah. tip. No, <laughs> one expect,
1: no one's going to expect that one. Yeah, I am going to do that. I'm going to okay, tell you my desk today. Good. <laughs> okay, let us know. Health care. It's good to live. Proud sponsor of the Real Health podcast with Carl. Talk about
2: health then, yes. in terms of fitness, uh, in terms why of exercise. Have to go there? Yeah. I, was, I
1: have to put <laughs> it there. It's it it it. the Real Health podcast. Right here after
2: we go. This is, what, what, this
1: is the emotional uh, part. Uh, <laughs> I
2: don't know, no, no. a out, out of interest, yeah. you know, you you're phenomenally busy. Yes. You travel a huge amount. Yeah. Lots of dashboard dining.
1: Well, I've actually realised I'm probably. What is the one where you make yourself busy? What's the uh, the the one <laughs> of the. the, the, the you were speaking about it earlier on. Oh, yeah, just manic I immerse myself. I think I immerse yeah. myself in busyness yeah. a lot. I think I could pull back a little bit because, you know, you can if everyone's. But sorry, what was your question? For
2: most people who do that, though, right, they're very unhealthy. Yeah. They generally pile on the weight. And yeah. you, you see this, you can see that the unhealthiness in them from yeah. the busyness. With yourself, that's not the case. You look very healthy. You look very, you know, you're energetic. You, you know, you look well. How yes. do you manage that with a schedule? Um, that you have? I
1: watch what I eat. I, 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 and I'm like, they all, when we're filming or something like that, they think I'm, I'm being a bit of a diva. But like, I'll, I, I gave up wheat a few years ago because I found that was the easiest way to eat healthy. Not that there's anything wrong with bread or anything, but you can tend to kind of, to fall into baguettes and sam- So if you have to eat a salad every day, right and then a couple of oat cakes with it for your carbs and so mm-hmm. i've my mum was a home economics teacher i've always been interested in food i love cooking i love cooking nice stuff and um, i like um so i i do tend to watch what i eat I okay. do, like in the mornings i'll i'll have just i'll have eggs i'll have porridge breakfast or lunch will always be a salad and i'll try and just keep on track what i'm eating so okay. it, i'll think about it. even if i'm really really busy and i'm i'm heading down to a horrendous meetings and you've got a full day i'll still be planning what I'm going to eat for my lunch. So I, I've always kept what I eat top of the priority list. And I'll always know where I'm going for my lunch. I'll always know what I'm having for breakfast. I'll always plan that. I know okay,
2: what, so, so when it comes to mm-hmm. health, you actually have a huge amount of structure.
1: Uh, just on eating, yeah. just uh, yeah. just, uh, just uh, But when I do exercise, I haven't exercised for a long time, but I am starting back again. I try <laughs> and build it in as a routine. So I yeah. know that like I can't do the evenings because um, you arrive home. I have three kids and um, they're all playing sports um, and they have to be dropped to training. They have to be collected. Um, then you're getting them into the bedtime routines. Now, my, my elder two are 10 and 13. They don't need anything. But I still have a five-year-old at home. Mm-hmm. So he's he's he needs bedtime stories. And he knows. Then you're doing your ironing. You're doing your washing. You're doing your bits and pieces. And then I'll sometimes have a couple of emails. I'll sit down. I can't do it in the evening because unless I go to 11 o'clock at night. So what I try and do when I am exercising is go first thing in the morning. So yeah. I, I get up at half six. Mm-hmm. I'm in the gym. Um, and uh, then you're ready for work. And as long as I'm home for half eight to do the school runs. Then you're okay. okay. Mm-hmm. So okay, so, you go, but, so get up
2: that bit earlier, get it done before the day kicks in, yeah. and then it's done.
1: It's done, and um, yeah, and then I do I, I I do it more for my own headspace than I do for anything else because mm-hmm. I find uh, an hour in the gym um, does clear your head. Um, and then what I've started I swim I swim a little bit in, in the sea um, and it, wow. yeah and I, 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 but I not, not much like when I say swim like I'm not a triathlon kind of no, person no, no. I'm the person who goes in and like and, and throws themselves around and uh, kind of I but I like it because the cold water there's yeah. something about mm. the freezing water so I swim on Christmas day and i I I'd like, be a bit of the, the kind of happy pair when it goes to that yeah, yeah <laughs> I do like and they've
2: I, made it really trendy they, yeah. I, I, I follow them on, in, on, on well sometimes like I go through phases of following and not following uh, if you're listening. I am fo- I
1: am following at the moment. But I see they ha- like they've huge crowds out doing yeah. the morning swims. It's I think it's fantastic. brilliant. I'm such an advocate for that because I like there's days when I'm feeling incredibly lethargy. There's days when I'm feeling incredibly stressed. And you know I like I sometimes like, I'm, I'm kind of going contradicting myself, but there is days when I'm I you kind of get a little bit overwhelmed with stress. Of course. And I find a trip to the sea because mm. you're there, okay. I have so many thousands of things to do. Where do I start? And then you start with nothing. Yeah. You start with with <laughs> sitting on the couch wondering where, and then you can take out the pen and paper and do it and I don't know how many lists. Yeah. And so I find just get into the car, head out towards the sea, throw yourself in for 10 minutes, back out again, you feel a million dollars. Mm-hmm. That's that. That would be. That's, that's one. Great. That's the one. That's my little refuge, and I've I, and it's great now because my my middle child James he loves it too. So and what he does is there's two places we go out to where I'm from Malahide, and uh, yeah. there's Low Rock and High Rock, and Low yeah. Rock is where all the swimmers go in, and you you kind of get in. It's a bit like the the north side version of the Forty Foot, and then <laughs> High Rock is is a pier but mm. James loves jumping off the pier oh, yeah. and I never jumped off the pier until I jumped with him and now really? I love it yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, because we're just diving but we get it. Yeah. like I used to go out for a swim now what I do is oh, yeah,
2: you like inched in, like into the oh into the, the worst on oh, no, yeah. in full jump yeah. 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 now go. what
1: I do yeah, is I, I go to the pier with him and I, I spend instead of swimming now I spend most of my time up the steps jumping yeah. again up the steps <laughs> jumping yeah. and yeah. because he loves it and I love it so it's, it's kind of yeah so the sea is my refuge love it
2: and of course that is very much time away from it's being uncontactable
1: Yes. it's living in the moment. You can't bring a phone no. into the sea, <laughs> which,
2: is, which is brilliant. But you no. know, it, it's it's literally but getting away from. It's just having five, ten minutes to yeah. yourself.
1: Yeah, I've I actually, and I think I I don't know what it's about the sea. I'm draw, um, be, maybe because I grew up beside the sea, but I like I find then if I'm I'm, I'm living in Drumcondra now, but I head over to Clontarf, which is beside us, and um, I'll go for a walk in Dollymount and I'll walk down the wooden bridge and mm, out towards yeah. the thing, and then I'll I'll go down the sea and I actually I love that. That mm. kind of clears my head, and you know, makes me calm. So there's something about the sea that I love, and
2: mm. you can get lost in it. I think you can, you can just say we, we we go to Dunabate at the weekends with, with with the dogs or or Rush or Lusk or somewhere in there, and it's the same thing. You just get lost in I don't know the vastness of it. Maybe yeah. you you don't, you don't even want to look at your phone. You don't even no. want to take it out. You just it's just being in, it's just it's a really simple place to be able to unwind and yeah. to relax and just to kind of just
1: get your head together. And I think that's what most people do now. They kind of go cycling. They do sailing. It is somewhere to lose yourself. And that's, I don't, because I, I suppose it, I, I spend so much time at working and loving it because work is my hobby. Mm. You know, when I, when I get into bed, I read books about architecture. The, all the magazines, like I, 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 I love it. All, all the people I follow. We spoke about social media. All the people I follow are architects, yeah. are, 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 you know, influencers, influencers, and that. But so that is my life. So I, because I don't really have any hobbies. So the, the kind of those few moments away is is your kind brilliant. of your
0: refuge. Yeah, brilliant.
2: I think that's, and I think it's you've got to do what you love that's important this is taking it a little bit away from what we're chatting about but it's it, doing what you love work-wise is crucial i would be the same yeah i would, I would do about 40 sessions a week with pt i leave the house at five, quarter to five in the morning home at, eight at half eight at night i love what i do yeah i absolutely and that with me i because i have my, my day is structured but with one-on-one sessions i have an hour where no one can contact me and i have a rule in the gym that no matter who rings the phone i'm that client has me for an hour. And you lose yourself, immerse yourself in in that session and giving everything that you need to do to make sure the client gets the best session out of it. And there's something lovely and, yeah, it's something lovely and powerful about it.
1: But I think you're right. I think if you can find, and again, this is a bigger, and and it's not the easiest thing in the world to do, but if you can find something in life that you love, a job, I think it's, it's as... I think it's as good as I live, eat, sleep, breathe it like it's it's my passion. It's what I do. Um, and it gives me huge satisfaction and huge rewards. And every time I learn something new and every time I discover something new or you give it a different approach to design. And every time I sit down with a sketch roll and a pencil and you spend I can lose myself in that for two or three hours. And that is I, there's nothing like that mm-hmm. feeling. And, mm-hmm. the, you know, when you crack it, it's like doing a Sudoku mm-hmm. problem. Um, you know, you get to a point where you think I have this cracked when you get to a point in the design, it's <clears> a drug <throat> like you get to, and I have a, you, you get over that hump. and You think I've done it. And yes. e-
2: except when it's real and you have to go and present it to the, to the potential client. That must be incredibly stressful.
1: Walking um, into here at the idea and the,
2: uh, the the wheel there won't they like it I suppose yourself you, know, you it's
1: get you get used to it like that's something that is just comes it's like kind of it's air miles you, you just you build it up you build up the if you if you're confident yourself in what you've done and if you think you've resolved all their their problems if you think you've um, kind of uh, aligned yourself to their brief, if you if you if you feel confident in that, like, yeah, the, 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 the judgment is 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 a hard thing but I, to get over. But I've, I've kind of managed that. I don't get as stressed anymore. I just I mm-hmm. used to because architecture, the way architecture is taught is 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 really cruel, actually, because what you do is you pin up all your drawings on the wall and all of the tutors sit in front of it and they criticize it. Right. Ooh. So yeah. they constantly say this is bad. I would have changed this. I would choose. But it's called a crit. That's the short name for it. So you go and you have your crits on on maybe once a month, or you, uh-huh. and there were big events, and uh-huh. you are petrified. You're in the mm. toilets getting sick beforehand. <laughs> and I remember the first time I ever presented. I was doing a project for the HSE, and I, I presented my drawings to them, and I had the exact same feeling. And I was there. They're going to start now. And so I I, I did my little spiel on the drawings, put them all out in front of me. I was only in my twenties, and I just waited for the backlash. And then they said, that's grand. OK, so the next item on the <laughs> meeting is, and nobody, they nobody, they, yeah. they, 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 were just, they, they, I, and that, that took a long time to get over mm. that. But now I, I, I don't, now I don't get as stressed. I actually kind of, I'm excited to show people their drawings and yeah. I'm excited to, 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 to kind of to show people what you've done and, and talk them through it. So
0: it's, it's, it's easier. Yeah, but I, I, think, I think you've learned, too, as you said earlier on, that that you don't treat a fa- failure isn't really a failure and success isn't really a success. It's that middle bit that I do as good a job as, as I, I could do. And, and And that's the bit that I think we all have to look ourselves in the eye when we're driving home from work in the evening time, you know, how, how true was I to myself today? And I yeah. think that, and some, that'll and that be fine for some people, it won't be fine for I, others. If, if, you you know. you've, if you've phoned it in, if you've kind of just done something really quickly,
1: and then that yeah. they're the ones that you're the most nervous going into a yeah. meeting because you are you have to wing it. But yeah. like if you've worked really hard and you've th- you think you've done your best, if a client comes back to me and says I don't like that, I don't like that, I don't like that, I never take that as a negative. I mm-hmm. take that as now I have more of a I have, I have a direction. <clears> so what exactly. it is, is I'm driving the boat but every once in a while you have to ask them to take the rudder because you know at, at the end of their home or sorry at the end of the day it's their home mm-hmm. and you have, to, uh, you have to for me to do the best job possible it, there has to be an engagement and for me to uh, give them the best building I have to be able to awaken things in them saying oh god I never would have thought of that that's brilliant but god no I'll never use that or that'll, no, that won't work for us. that's fine I'm thinking that's perfect that's done so over here now I need to work on this bit and then what happens is the conversation once you can get into a conversation with people then you get the best building and 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 yes. but by being worried about people I never when people say when when somebody says they don't like something, I think that only gives me a direction. It exactly. does, it's not criticism.
0: W- would you rather a client be ultra fussy than like not fussy at all?
1: Yeah, I'd prefer that they're yeah, ultra that fussy. Really I prefer that tough, they yeah, and because I think they'll get the best building for them. And at the end of the day, I don't live there. You know, mm. they live there, and if they're if they're really proud of where they live because they they feel they've been part of the process and they understand why everything is in its place, they'll get far more out of the building yeah. and they'll be prouder of it longer.
0: Yeah.
2: So I think trying to pull three simple tips out of what we've you've been chatting about that big barrage no, it's of information. Been, it's, been it's actually been really interesting. I think one is that you, whatever you do in life, no matter what it is, find something that you absolutely love.
1: Yeah. I've been lucky and I know it's not that easy because I have I've lo- lo- know loads of my friends who haven't, who are yeah. just they go to work and they yeah. enjoy it, but they don't love. So it's not I just I suppose as time goes on and the more and more people you meet, the more you realize, actually, I'm the lucky one. And mm-hmm. I've been blessed that I, I, I kind of always sure. knew what I wanted to do from a very, very young age, from Lego and making things. And I've always wanted to build things, I've always wanted to, mm-hmm. to make buildings. And um, so I've, I'm, I just find, I, but if you can, yeah. But also, you know, I have a cousin who she's incredibly inspirational. And uh, she, uh, she, um, what you call it? She went off to college, studied law and uh, she doesn't know this. I've never told her this, actually. But I I just think she's brilliant because she she did kind of what everybody would have thought she would have done, her father's solicitor, her brother's Um But she was always into fashion. She was always into design. And uh, she gave up her, when she, as soon as she finished her degree, she gave it all up, never went to work in a practice at all and went to work for, I won't say, but a big uh, store in uh, like a big chain store in Dublin as a buyer. And she went in at the bottom rung and got shouted at, yeah. got asked, did everything. And But she what? loves it. Mm, and you that's, so, if you, you know, sometimes the things that you love, are you do have to still work at it it's Just not beca- they're, not, uh, yeah. they're
2: not the easy way out no, I, like I, 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 I totally get that I worked you know.
1: for free for practices for yeah. years I I, I, I travelled I worked for nothing I've I like I've put myself through an awful lot yeah. but what, what and if, if if I didn't love it I wouldn't be able to do it but what I've like you know, the late nights like I've done all-nighters mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know where, like when we were working on James Conney Memorial Hospital in a in practice like I did three or four nights right through the night mm-hmm. you couldn't do it if you didn't li- so okay. but it, you you know, I have worked incredibly hard at it, and, but, I, but it's not an easy path, mm-hmm. but it's one mm-hmm. that I enjoy. And, and
0: you're still doing it. You still read books every night on architecture. I can't imagine doing ever it. doing anything else. So I, I think it's a case that you have to foster a passion. It's not just simply you follow a passion. No. You know, I think you have to... Craft it and craft it. And immerse yourself it. in it. Yeah. And yeah.
1: you never, like, I still, that's maybe what the, the <clears throat> thing going back to the social media about, um, you know, never believing you're the best. I certainly don't, like, and I get smoke blown up my ass. I don't feel I'd say that on podcasts, but Can. I, you get say out, you I get smoke <laughs> blown up my ass all the time yeah. by people. And I, I really do try and blank it out. And it's not out of modesty, mm. it's out of, yeah. I don't feel that I'm at my best. And I, because I still feel like I'm learning, I still mm. feel like that I am an average artist. I still feel like that I can do my job, but I know that I can do so much better. But I know that'll be 10 years time and mm-hmm. I know that'll be 20 years time. Exactly. That's, as, as, as I learned, the best building I will ever do is the last one. Okay. Wow.
2: There's a whole side okay. to Dermot Bannon. I, I have <laughs> just been introduced to that I haven't seen. It's fascinating just That's to quite. see. I love people. Just We were talking earlier on about books. I love books, but I, I, I'm fascinated by people and how they tick. Mm. And how that. I love seeing people who have done, not that they've done well, for, but the, A, that they love what they do, but the passion, people who are passionate about what they do will always do well. Mm. They'll always work harder than anybody else. they put the hours in, they'll, they'll put the graft in, they'll have determination, they'll have drive, they'll have just really positive attributes. For example, you know, and they're, and they're great people to be around. Even within the, the studio now, there's a lovely atmosphere in the studio. It's a very positive atmosphere. Mm. Anyone who walked into the room, could you can nearly feel it because of the kind of the energy that's created. Um, as ever, we try and pull it back to the lister and what they can take from it. I think one, you know, find what you love. Boom, there you go. Work h- as hard as you can at it. Mm. And then three, to a point, face your fears. I and mean, I suppose that the, the the criticism component for you might have been one in the beginning, mm. and that fear becomes less and less as you go on. I'm yeah. sure your, your very first episode on television <laughs> was a horrific ex- yeah. experience. Yeah. Mine was the exact same. And it, it's awful, but... If your goal is, you know, to, 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 to improve and improve and improve, well, then that's just part of the process. Yeah. Fear will always be there. It do, you know, there's always a nervousness and a fear component to do, but you, just, you push on. And uh, the final point from today, listeners, without a doubt, you've heard all the stuff that Neil's thrown, thrown at you and Dermot as well. It all starts with Cleaning. Clean around you, <laughs> clean your car, clean your desk, clean like, your Like that wardrobe, wasn't my point. <laughs> clean, clean anything and then everything else is I just going it. to improve from yes. there. Folks, just- as always, uh, if you have any questions or any guests that you would like us to have on, it's realhealth at independent.ie. It's hashtag realhealthpodcast on social media. Thank you so much for everyone who's been listening in so far. We've been doing really well in the podcast charts. We're number one in health and number one overall. So thank you so much for listening and keep spreading the word of health. Have a wonderful day and we'll see you next week.
1: Leia Healthcare, it's good to live. Proud sponsor of the Real Health Podcast with Carl Henry.